Good morning. How are you? Are you are you happy to be here as I am? I hope so. Good to see you, each one of you. I have a couple of announcements that I want to make before we begin our service. One is we mentioned last week that the prayer card, that these things in your in your pews had a place for if you want to request a prayer. Well, I jumped the gun. They hadn't gotten put in the pews yet, but they're supposed to be in the pews now with the the new copy on there. So. couple of announcements. Don't forget tonight, to children and Bible study uh, programs continue. Uh, Handbells, choir, mission kids, Bible study. Do not forget this coming week on Wednesday, September the 5th. Yes, it's already September. Is our first Wednesday supper of the fall in the social hall from 537. It's catered meal, and, and I think you've seen lots of sign-ups about it. But please come and and join for that meal. It's a great way for us to get to know each other uh, because I don't just sit down. <laughs> my, my wife's been fussing at me for years because I just, since I eat like in 30 seconds and I'm wandering, okay? So, it's a, so I wander around talking. United Methodist Men Annual Pancake Supper is coming up also on September 11th in the Family Life Center. I'm sure you'll see more about that in the, in the bulletin. If you are not picking up a copy of the newsletter, now I know it's, it seems massive and huge the way it's formatted right now. And maybe in the future we'll reformat it in a different way. But it is full of stuff, information, uh, uh, just all kinds of stuff like, it. For, for example, this one has a copy of the, the building use, uh, the new building use uh, uh, policy from the trustees. But it also has a word from me every every month and so i hope that you'll take time to get one of these and read it they're usually uh, scattered around here in places and they also come on email and uh, please be informed be an informed congregation this announcement comes from cindy davis and education council uh, they're beginning new check-in procedures for nursery and and for the in the nursery and the preschool Sunday school rooms Without going into it in detail, they are just new check-in procedures. So please, when you stop by, uh, make sure you're aware of, of how this is going and what, how we're doing it. It's to help keep your, your child uh, safe. If you're on the nominating committee, I would like for you to give me back information as soon as you, as you can on those that you have been contacting so that I can get an updated uh, list to, to you. Now that's the last announcement I have, but I have a special thing I want to do, and he doesn't not know it, <laughs> we're going to do this, but we have a member of our church who get, who's getting ready to turn 95 years old, Mr. Toby Wright, and not only that, but his, him, him and his wife Doris are getting ready to celebrate 65 years of anniversary. Yeah, he's pointing at me like, I'm going to get you, and I want us to sing them a happy birthday song. What do you say? Can we do that? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Toby. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Let us begin our worship together.
Let us pray together. Almighty God, make us loyal followers of our living Lord, that we may always hear His Word, follow His teachings, and live in His Spirit, and hasten the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. To your eternal glory. Amen. Let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
and let the children come forward as we have our children's time. holiday tomorrow, which means there's no school. <laughs> Who knows what the name of our holiday is tomorrow? What? Labor Day. Good, good. I had a young friend this week when I was teaching here at CEP that asked me what labor meant. So I told him that labor meant work or having a special job to do. Um, let's think about our parents for a few minutes. Do either of your parents work or have a special job to do outside of your home? Yes? Okay, um, you know, we have teachers and office workers and salesmen and policemen and firemen and all kinds of workers. And each worker that works usually have, has some special tools that they use. We're gonna play a little quick game. I'm gonna pull out a special tool and then you're gonna tell me what the worker it would be. Got a paintbrush. Painter, right, good job. Okay, I have a hammer and nails and what if I had a tool belt? Carpenter, builder, yep, way to go. Okay, this is a pretend one, I couldn't find a real one. What's this one? Football, what if I had a helmet, uniform, pads on? Right, I'd be a professional football player. You're exactly right. Well, each one of you has a special job to do too. Your job is to go to preschool or school. Y'all in school? Noah, you in school? Yeah, so that's your special job to do. That's your work for right now, and I'm a teacher. So I go to school too, and I brought some tools that all of us use. What about these? Crayons, yep, let's see. What about these? Scissors, yep. What about these? Glue, yeah, got something else in here. What about all of these? Pencils, we go through a ton of pencils during a year, don't we? I've got something else in here, what is this? My Bible, that's right. I have my Bible with me because I want to remember to take Jesus in my heart to school with me as I go because Jesus cares about me very much and Jesus loves me and he cares about the job that I do also. And Jesus cares about each one of you and he cares about your job, your schoolwork that you're doing. Um, our Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4, be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well. That means if you do the very best work that you can do, then you're going to be proud of yourself, and your teachers are going to be proud of you, and your moms and dads are going to be proud of you. Another verse, Colossians 3, verse 23, says, Work hard and cheerfully at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord, rather than for people. Let's think about that for a few minutes. Thank you so much. If we go to school and um, I go to teach and I remember that I'm working for Jesus, will that help us do our best work? 
Yes, I think that would help me do a much better job if I remember that I'm working for Jesus. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, 20, he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus is telling us that he's going to go with us wherever we go, and he's going to be with us each and every day. And if we ask him for um, his help, he'll help us do our very best work and our very best schoolwork. And he'll also help us to remember to do things like share and take turns and to be kind. So let's remember to take our tools to school and let's remember that Jesus is always with us and that he'll help us to do our best if we ask him to. I brought some tools for you to take to school with you next week. And so after we have our prayer, be sure to get two or three and take with you so you'll have them. Um, will you pray after me, please? Dear God, Dear God, thank you that you are always with us. Thank you for helping us to do our best. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. today is from the book of Psalm, chapter 84, verses 8 through 12. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. From the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
as we come into our time of prayer. We have lots of things to pray for. We also have some things to be praise-worthy of, I believe. One, one of them is the, the fact that we have young people who are willing to serve in the church, to come and, and read the scripture, and to do uh, acolyting, and so many other things, and we should be thankful for that. And what a wonderful choir, and this wonderful music. That was just touched me. I really, I really appreciate that. I knew they did a lot of hard work. But I also want to give praises because I looked out, look out here in the audience, and I see, I see Harriet Strait, and I'm really glad to see you, Harriet. <laughs> I know everybody else is, and who's had a had a rough few weeks, and we're glad to see you back. Um, Brenda's doing a lot better. A lot of people was asking me, so I thought I must not mention anything about her last week. I can't recall right now, but she is back in her pulpit. She's walking with a cane and taking some more therapy, but she's doing great. So appreciate all your prayers and cards and food and everything like that as we move into this time of prayer. Let us uh, bow our heads. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God. You alone do wondrous things. Blessed be your glorious name forever and ever. May your glory fill the whole earth. O Lord, your precepts are filled with mercy and justice. In every act, you, you bless us with goodness. You call us to honor you. And yet, we must be honest this morning that we must confess that we do not always do that. Or if we do, sometimes we only do it with our lips. And instead of worshiping you with every ounce of our being, we take to the ways of this world and conform ourselves to them. We leave your commandments and we hold fast to what is most convenient. Oh God, this day search our hearts. Root out every evil thing which defiles us. Make us anew into your image that your love may once more call us away from death into your life. For as we know that every good endowment and every perfect gift comes from you. And so by the power of your Holy Spirit, O oh God, bring us forth into new life that we may be those disciples you've called us to be. That we won't just hear but we will do the word of God. We also are reminded this day that you have called us to care for those who are not yet reconciled to you. Help us, O oh God, to go and bring your helpful and hopeful healing grace to all those that we know. And may any in despair from any trouble or infirmity May they see the flowers of hope appear. May they enter into the time of singing, a time of singing of thanksgiving from your tender care. We lift up each name, O Lord, that is in our prayer list, both public and private. And we lift up, O God, now those concerns on our hearts. O God, anoint us with your oil of gladness. Lead us to your palaces of heaven. Hear us now as we pray as Christ taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward now as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
Please be seated. As I said last week, um, we're going to do a four-part look at James, and today is quick, like the quick start guide. Do you know? Y'all know what a quick start guide is? That if you get a piece of uh, equipment these days of any kind, I don't care what it is, whether it's a toy or a computer, they'll give you a big old giant manual, but then they give you about two pages that says quick start guide. And, so, you know, like they boil all that down into those two pages. So that's kind of what we're going to do today as we begin this look at James. James chapter 1, verse 19 through 25. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. He will be blessed. He will be blessed in what he does. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Merciful God, we are privileged in many ways. We're privileged to know you. Privileged to have your word to guide us privilege to have your spirit with us and may that same spirit guide us into faithful living and experiencing a faith that works we pray in Christ's name amen now as I said as the scripture says we can be blessed by knowing and practicing God's word it's a two-part thing a little bit like baptism and confirmation you have to have them both knowing and practicing God's word will cause us to be blessed. Now to, to adequately prepare ourselves to receive and to welcome God's word, James gives us right there in those first few scriptures three behaviors to model. They are, we need to slow down, calm down, and lay down. A few years ago I had the great um, pleasure because it was a pleasure to be with my children and to be at Walt Disney World and to go and to ride all the rides and see all the exhibits and it's, it's a tremendous place and if you happen to be blessed enough to be able to go there, I would suggest you go. We, you know, at a place like Walt Disney World, there are some rides that are more popular than others and this particular ride was very popular and it we had to wait, I think we must have waited close to two hours to, before we were able to get on the ride. And the ride was something called the Test Track. Any of you ever been to Walt Disney World? I saw somebody looking. You've rode the Test Track, right? All right, it's, it's, it's what it is, is you get in this, in this vehicle and they strap you in and you go around this track, much like a race car, like a NASCAR racetrack, at unbelievable speeds. They hurl you along 
at unbelievable speeds. Now, it doesn't take all that long. It's, it's incredible. We spend two hours for a 30-second ride. But it was incredible speeds. And as you were hurtling around that test track, there's really not much you can do except to take it all in. But the thing is, when you're moving that fast, the only thing you see is a blur. Nothing but a blur. Nothing but a blur. You see, when we travel that fast and we try to look at what's happening around us, we really have nothing to see but a blur. And this is the way our lives are so often. We hurl through our life, always looking for the next thing. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 13. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 16. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 21. Oh, I can't wait till I'm married. I can't wait to have children. I can't wait till I have this wonderful job. I can't wait to have grandchildren. I can't wait to have that time when I'm finally retired. I can't wait. I can't wait. And all of a sudden you're there and what has happened is your life has been a blur. And James says that that type of living prevents us from being blessed by God because our lives are a blur. We need to slow down and to take it in at a slower pace if we're to experience God's blessings. My mom used to say to me when I was in one of those blur moments and I wasn't really listening, she would say that God gave, when God gave out body parts, he gave us one mouth and two ears. <laughs> he, she said, that ought to tell you something. You need to slow down and to listen for God. That's number one. Number two, we need to calm down. We need to calm down. Have you ever tried to talk to someone who's angry? It's impossible to talk to someone who's angry. And anger is counterproductive to God's life desire for you. You just can't communicate with an angry person. When you are angry, you are not listening. So you need to calm down so you can hear God speaking. Calm down. There's a lot of anger out there. I, yeah, I'm going to give you a little aside. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, I traveled to uh, Chapel Hill to watch Tar Heels play Elon College. And as you might know, uh, the Tar Heels won by 62 to nothing. I mentioned this at the 9 o'clock service, and as at, on the way out, some guy came up to me and said, I'm the former coach of Elon College. <laughs> I said, oh, Lordy. Oh, well, there's one member membership committee we're probably not going to have. <laughs> but the re reason I tell you this story is because I was in a car going and coming on that long trip with one person who was way left of everyone ever could be, and the other person was way right of everything anyone could be, and all they did was argue. They were angry. They couldn't hear each other for being so angry. We have got to let 
our anger go. We've got to calm down so we can hear God. Third, we need to lay some things down. Now, James is clear we need to get rid of wickedness and sin in our life, but let me tell you a little something here. The Greek word that's translated filth in our scripture comes from the root word that means earwax. Ew, I know, earwax. <laughs> I get a little Julius up there cringe. Ew, ew, earwax, yeah. You can't hear if your ears are full of wax, and likewise, you can't hear and receive God's word if your life is full of sin. So we have to get rid of those things that keep us from hearing God. And once we've done that, we'll receive a blessing, a blessing from God. Now, James says that we are to look into God's word. And when you look into something, you know, it kind of carries this idea that you really are looking. You know? If you really want to look, you got to get down at somebody and look. Gaze. And so we want to look and gaze into God's Word. Not just glance at God's Word. That's why he gave that illustration. It says when you glance at the mirror in the morning, and then you later in the day, you forgot what you looked like. Because you just glanced at him. And I can tell you right now, I do that quite a bit when it comes to shaving. And I hear later in the day, Brenda's like, did you not look at the mirror when you were shaving? David wrote in Psalm 119 that I have hidden the word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. You see, when you look intently into the word of God, you will find helps for daily living. You will find protection and defense against evil. And you will find answers to everyday situations in life. That's why you must look at it intently. And you're blessed from doing it. You must put the word into practice. You must put the word into practice. If you don't put the word into practice, then like I said, you've only completed one half of the requirement for the blessing. So let's review. As I said, this is just a quick start, beginning introduction to the book of James. To accept and welcome the word of God, we first have to what? Slow down. What? Calm down. And third, lay down those things that hinder us. And after we have done those things, then the next step in this process to receive the most blessings from our Lord is to apply this word in our life, to act upon it, to act upon it. And when we do that, we will become present to God and you will see that you will become present to those who are important in your life. You'll become present to your wife or your husband or your children or your grandchildren. You'll become present in your job, in your career, in your, in your civic organization you're a part of. You will become present because you will have done those things that entangle you and prevent you from being present to God. And when you're present to God, you will become present to other people. And until we act on the Word of God, the Word of God will not transform us. And that's what we all want. We want to be transformed. We want to be able, we want to be able to, to live transformed lives.
We want to be able to help others to do the right thing, to glorify our Father in heaven. And so, you have them? Do you have them? Slow down, calm down, lay down, put into practice what you have gazed intently on and have understood, put it into practice. Don't just hear it or read it, but do it. Now to do that, you've got to ask yourself some questions. These are the questions I ask myself. The other day somebody complimented me on preaching and I said, all I do is preach to myself. So I ask these questions of myself. What have I heard in this scripture that God has said to me that I need to do? What is it that I need to do? Maybe we should all ask that question of ourselves. What is it? Is there something we need to do? What has kept us from being present to God and present to others? What do we need to do? What are we willing to lay down? What is it that I need to lay down? What is it that you need to lay down? Maybe it is we need just to calm down. Maybe there's too much anger in our life. I ask you today to make a commitment to ask these questions. Maybe God has spoken to you about a sin. It could be a sin of commission or a sin of omission. Sins of omission are those things that you should be doing, but you're not. I think we far often sin more that way than we do sins of commission within the church. What do we need to be doing? Maybe we need to make a commitment today to be present to God and to be present to others. So, so, you, so today and this week, go home and think about. Think about those things. Think about those things that you need to slow down. Think about those things you need to calm down. And think about those things you need to lay down. And then pray for guidance. And I'll pray too. I'll pray for you and you pray for me. Prayer will help us. If you want to live a life experiencing a faith that works, if you want to live a life where what you believe is how you behave, then book of James next few weeks is for you. So I look forward to seeing you next Sunday as we move from that quick start guide into a little more deep stuff. I offer these words to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God, may the, the communion and, and, the, and, the, and the care that the Holy Spirit gives us, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen.